We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 743 17 till 8 tommy tucker wwl a social media post by nlpd's third district it has since been deleted highlighted um some low bonds that are set in orleans parish magistrate court and you, Councilman Eugene Green telling us yesterday, I think 4,000 arrests, but if you do the math and it's the same and, and it's a small percentage of the population that is causing the problem, they got to be arresting the same people over and over and over again. Captain Michael Glasser, over 40 years on the job, joins us now, President Pano. Good morning, Captain. How are you? Good morning, Tommy. What is the feel of, of the rank and file officer on the street, man and woman just doing their job, and are they arresting the same people over and over and over and over again? Well, in many cases, we are. I think that that's become pretty obvious. I don't think that it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. What's surprising to us is the fact that we're still talking about it. This is like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this many times. It's a phenomenon that's taking place all across the country, where low bond, no bond, elimination of cash bond or reduction, the early release and almost immediate release of people we do manage to arrest in a depleted defe- uh, police force that is operating hamstrung by a consent decree. When we do make arrests, they turn around and release them almost immediately. We're teaching the criminals that crime does pay. We're teaching them that the police, even though they put forth the effort to take the risks and put them in jail, they're released almost immediately. Who wants to work under those conditions? And in the end, the public is the one that suffers because they're back doing the same thing again because there's really no consequence and no reason not to. Captain, I'm not making light of this at all, but do you remember that old cartoon where the the wolf and the sheepdog would punch in and out and say hi to each other? Exactly. It it almost seems like that, where the police are familiar with who they're arresting and the people that are being arrested are familiar with the police. And it's like you talk about Groundhog Day, same thing over and over and over again. The only thing surprising to me is that we warned people this would happen. It's surprising to me that they couldn't figure it out on their own, but... We warned them this would happen, and now that it's failed, now that they've had it for quite some time and they see the effects, we're talking about it. I don't understand why that is. Why are we still talking about it? Why don't we fix it? I don't understand that. What is the feeling of the officer on the street about this search for a new superintendent or the interim uh, status of Superintendent Woodfork? Do you all feel like you're in purgatory, just kind of treading water, just waiting? Well, you know, the average police officer on the street really has very little interaction with the executive command staff level people at the very top. And a lot of times they feel like it doesn't matter to me who the superintendent is. I don't interact with them. They don't talk to me personally. But but what, what they fail to realize sometimes is that the policies and the strategies that they will ultimately be responsible for come from 
that individual or the executive command staff. So it is important. But sometimes they don't see it that way. But what they're looking for, once again, is stability, consistency, and a plan. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for leadership. They're looking for direction. They're looking for consistency. And they're looking for that in their, their rank, and their rank is looking to it for the command staff, and the command staff is looking at the executive command staff, which includes the superintendent. So they want to see something happen. They want to see it happen soon, and they want to have a plan, something to direct them and to ensure that what we're doing is going to be impactful. Um, is it almost laughable when the officers get together at the districts, and, and I don't mean that they take it lightly, but that they are arresting the same people over and over and over again? Well, you know, it. Again, it's not it's, funny. I'm not it's, saying it's, it's not funny. It's not a light issue. They're, no, they're I'm not saying it is, it. but I'm just saying where it's almost like uh, this is unbelievable that this guy, again, this is the fifth time I hooked this guy up this week. Tommy, what you have to understand is not only are we arresting the same people over again, but they are in, emboldened and they are enabled and they're encouraged because they know there's no consequence. They know that. They know that no matter what they do, they'll be right back out anyway. So they become more aggressive. They come, become worse and become worse criminals. And the public is the one that suffers. I'm going to talk to Ronald Surpass in a little bit. I know he's going to tell me uh, we're going to talk about the number of stops that have gone down dramatically with NOPD. Is that a function of manpower or does morale enter into that as well? Because I got to tell you, you know, if I'm going to arrest a guy and he's a woman and they're going to be back out on the street in a couple of minutes, I would have to question why am I doing this and can my time be spent better elsewhere? Tell me how the average officer responds to that with well, stops. Well, you know, Tommy, we, we've had this conversation before, and I, and I can pretty much predict what uh, Sir Paz is going to tell you. And to, to a large extent, I agree with part of it, uh, most of it really, and that is without a proactive component – a legitimate, centralized, organized, proactive component, we will never reduce crime. We have a responsibility to answer the calls for service and to come when people call and come quickly. But that's not going to stop the violent crime. What stops violent crime is proactive policing. And without that, it's never going to go down. And we really don't have a strong, proactive component. We haven't had one for well, may will be three years if we were to go that long since we've had uh, a centralized, organized, proactive component. And without that, it's not going to stop. And, yes, is it a function of manpower? Certainly. If we had more cops, it'd be easier to do. But can we still do it with what we have? We not only could do it, we must do it. And that's what everybody's waiting to see. And even with that, you'd still be probably arresting the same people over and over. Well, they we don't probably keep them in would jail. be, but... We, we can't deal with the problem of early release if we don't get him in jail to start In the first place, right. So I that's, all right. that's our end of it. Captain, it's crazy because we keep talking about the same thing over and over and over and nothing changes, and we're going to keep having you on, and we'll take a break and come back and talk about this um, Mardi Gras parade pay mess. I, I don't understand why this the, the city hall can't get their act together, why they continue to, to – shoot themselves in the foot time after time after time and mismanage things time after time after time. We'll also talk about the the mayor and Officer Vappy and, and what does that do for morale in terms of cronyism because it certainly does seem that if you're in the club, you're in, and if not, then you're not. Captain Michael Glasser, our guest, President of Pano, been on a job over 40 years wearing a blue uniform, an NOPD back in a flash right now. Time for traffic on WWL. 
756 4 till 8. Tommy Tucker talking to Captain Michael Glasser, president of Pano, over 40 years on the job. Captain, I always get it confused. Is it 43, 44? Where you at? Uh, 43 with NOPD. 43 with NOPD. Um, talk about the, um, the this this policy of paying outside officers more than NOPD officers for parade protection. Yeah, that wasn't real well thought through, was it? No, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, are there officers that would be available to work overtime, but as a result won't? Or are they forced to work overtime for parades? How does that work? Well, we have less overtime, believe it or not, than we had in in years past, and that's only because uh, the city is always in an effort to try to conserve funds. But, yes, there are people that are available for overtime. But when you bring in mercenaries, and I hate to use the word, but it's it's kind of appropriate, Mm -hmm. you know, when you bring in mercenaries and you pay them more, in some cases almost double what you're going to be paying your regular officers, uh, I think you, you wind up, being uh, counterproductive to what you've been trying to do all year with these retention bonuses and all these pay plans and everything to try to boost morale and keep officers on board. And then you turn around and and dump a bucket of water on them with that. Not well thought through. Once again, these are things that happen without input from the people who do this for a living. They could have avoided this. Um, Talk about the efficacy, if you will, of bringing outside officers in, because crowd control is something that NOPD, and I remember my daddy telling me this years and years ago, that they'd bring people in from around the world to study crowd control from NOPD, and I presume that's still the case. What about the efficacy of bringing in uh, officers from outside? Well, you know, we can do that, and they can certainly supplement them, and, and if you use them effectively, and we've always done that. We've always had some outside agencies assisting us. But you use those people effectively. You put them in places where their lack of experience and lack of training will not be as impactful as it would be, say, on the parade route or on Bourbon Street or in the quarter where you need uh, an experienced officer, someone familiar with NOPD and familiar with New Orleans. So we can use those people, but you got to use them effectively. There are other places that do this too, and I know the department has looked at them, and I've been there, places like Sturgis where – uh, when they have a rally, it, it, the population increases 10 times and they bring in officers. But they have a much more restrictive environment than what we have, much more restrictive. It's easy to do it when it's restricted. When you close things off and shut things down, it's pretty easy to maintain. The trick is to keep them open and keep people doing what they want to do and maintain the order and have traffic flow and have floats go in and out. That's the key, and that's the trick. That's what we do differently from everyone else. Captain, we, we got about 90 seconds left. You've been wearing that blue uniform, which changed after Katrina, but for 43 years. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you or not, but you've seen it all, I would think. What worked? What didn't work? What would you do to affect the violent crime in the city and effectively use NOPD, stop the attrition, and get more officers to sign up? All right, Tommy, it's Groundhog Day once again. You know, we had the same conversation exactly a year ago, uh, addressed the city council, and we had the same conversation. And the fact of the matter is we have a department of 900 officers, not 1,600, not 1,500, not 1,200. We have 900, and it's shrinking. We've lost 10 since the first of the year already in light of the bonus coming up. That means that we have to reorganize the department to be an effective 900-officer department instead of an ineffective 1,600-officer department. That means we have to consolidate some services, we have to abbreviate or eliminate some services, and we have to centralize some of our functions in order to make that work correctly.
Thank you, Captain. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Probably have the same conversation, unfortunately. We'll be back, WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 